Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Seppin and Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex Burlong with Dane Filling, and Dane, tonight is a, a very expanded uh, special episode tonight. Uh, a lot of special guests, uh, simulcast with IndianaMat.com. We'd like to welcome those guys to, to the uh, show tonight. But uh, basically, our show runs in four segments. It's the weigh-ins, the first period, second period, third period, and uh, overtime. And overtime is going to be extended with a real overtime period as we are going to uh, lead into the team tournament draw for this uh, com- upcoming Saturday. A lot of people anxious about who's going to wrestle whom on Saturday, and uh, we're excited to get all that information out to everybody. So we start off weigh-ins with the rundown of the show, and uh, take it away, and uh, what all you have planned for us tonight, because you've done a lot of work, pre- preparation for this uh, show tonight, and we're ready to go. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the last uh, week and the holiday tournaments that we've uh, had local wrestlers wrestling at, the Al Smith, the ECIC, and uh, Southern Wells made the trip down to Connersville. We'll take a look at those results, and we'll have a special guest, A.J. Bradley, the head coach of uh, Muncie Central. We'll come back after our commercial break in the first period, and we'll talk to uh, Indiana Matt's rankings coordinator and learn about the changes in the individual rankings. We'll take a look at this week's schedule, which is basically Team State on Saturday. And we'll give you a rundown as to uh, some of the changes that have happened for that uh, tournament as compared to the last two or three years. We come back for second period. We will talk to Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser about some Indiana Matt history and some of the things going on with the website. And then uh, during the third period, we'll talk about the history of the Team State Tournament, starting with the IHSAA Sanctioned One and morphing into what we now have the Class Coaches Association Tournament. And we'll talk a little bit about who's wrestling in this year's event and how those teams qualified. And then when we come back from ads, we'll start with the uh, 1A team state draw. And then we'll go to 2A and then we'll finish up with 3A in the final 15 minutes of the show. And then we will will put you and Joe and Mike on the spot and have you each pick some uh, champions and some runners-up in those uh, tournaments. Before we get into the show, let's uh, have a live remote uh, ad here that – our buddy A.J. Calvert is ready to read, and let's uh, go to A.J. for that uh, commercial here. Well, thanks, Rex, and first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope everyone was safe and healthy and happy. I hope it's a prosperous year for everyone. And we are indeed live coming to you from the event center at Cross Creek. And I'd like to remind everyone, uh, Shane Cobble, our uh, new owner of, of uh, new manager of the golf course, wants everyone to know that Starting when we open again, at least when we open for play, there's going to be 27 holes to play. We have got a championship 18, that's the biggest Cree course. We're going to have the Majorky 9, which is going to be a par 33. It's going to be a lot of fun. You use every club in your bag. It's going to be have four par 3s, one par 5. should be able to play that in an hour and 10 minutes. So if you're looking to play a little golf, you're going to be able to get it in this year at Cross Creek. The Pro Shop will be opening 
on the 16th of this month, and it'll be open all the way through till golf starts. So make sure you come out after the 16th and buy your membership. If you want gift certificates, whatever you need, it's going to be great. Golf is going to be never been better than it's going to be at Cross Creek this year. All right, back to you guys. Thank you very much, AJ. And uh, we're, as we're still in the weigh-in section of the show here, we're, we want to talk about uh, the, sh the uh, event we have coming up this Saturday, Dane, uh, and what we're going to do, be covering for uh, for the team state this weekend. Yes, we're going to have uh, full coverage, WZBD will, of uh, all five rounds. And later in the show, we're going to give a little bit more detailed schedule as to who will wrestle whom. But there are, uh, there are no buys this year. So every team will uh, wrestle a full schedule. Nobody will go home with just three matches. Everybody will get a fourth match. And uh, other than the buy and the pool play, because there's pools of three, uh, when we get to the fourth round and the fifth round, everybody will be wrestling on, the, on those 18 mats. So uh, I think that's a good change. Uh, the ninth through 12th place teams are all going to have an extra match, and uh, I think that's a positive change that the Coaches Association has, has made. So listen uh, after the uh, Basketball Coaches Show, which starts at 8 with Matt Conversay and uh, the County High School Basketball Coaches. Listen for uh, you and AJ uh, for the first round, and as soon as we get the draw out, we'll tell you who will wrestle when and what that, what that schedule will be. We'll plan our schedule accordingly. And um, one thing that we're working on, and uh, one of our studio engineers is helping us out tonight, uh, Dave Nathan's working on a, a little special treat for us for Saturday. So hopefully if that all comes through, we may have a little bit of uh, more in-depth broadcasting than we're used to for that team state. So um, with that, um, it's time to introduce our special guest. And uh, you want to go ahead and introduce Mr. A.J. Bradley here? Yes. Well, we're going to talk about, like I said, the holiday tournaments, and, and that's kind of an Indiana tradition is to, to schedule a tournament sometime between Christmas and, and New Year. And um, we are lucky enough to be joined by A.J. Bradley, the head coach of uh, Muncie Central, former Muncie South wrestler. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he saw at the ECIC, which saw um, sectional teams Bluffton, Norwell, and Jay County uh, compete. And that tournament was won by Norwell, who will also be wrestling in Saturday's Team State event. So, AJ, welcome. Thanks for having me. Here, I'll turn you up here. How about some check there your volume here? There you go. Thanks for having me. Perfect. So, uh, in front of us, we have the uh, results from the uh, Al Smith tournament. Belmont was the only local school competing in that now for 30-some years. They finished in 15th place, Rex. And uh, AJ and I were there for uh, both days and saw some really good wrestling. Um, Ike Rubel made the finals, uh, fell to number one Sam Goen from Crown Point, but uh, had a very good tournament and uh, two seniors placed. But we'll take a look at those results. And special shout-out since Mr. Rubel Mr. is in the building tonight. He is in attendance. So. You know, since we are not carrying the uh, show tonight from the bar where you have to be 21 to get in, we're in the event center. So uh, we have lots of uh, guests that have joined us here in the person today. Yeah, so looking at the team <laughs> scores, Cathedral uh, with a very impressive showing, 270 team points. They beat uh, Crown Point by uh, 51 and a half points as they come in second. And 50 points behind them is Perry Meridian, who were in third. Uh, a very, very impressive showing uh, from the Irish. I know Coach McGinley, I talked to him before the finals, uh, and he was just sort of sitting back in his chair and saying, you know, we showed up this weekend. And uh, they definitely, uh, the team score reflects that. Um, we talked about uh, Ike Rubel finishing second place at, uh, at 106 pounds. Um, in third place was Hayden Brady of Garrett, who uh, lost just his second match of the year. He lost to Rubel the Saturday before um, and lost to Goen by one point in the uh, semifinal 
at 106. So a very promising freshman from Garrett. We'll see him on Saturday. Alex Cotty was your champion at 113 pounds. Uh, he's ranked number one, and so is Zeke Seltzer, who was the champion. That was a one versus two match. Rex um, Seltzer over Bedich from Crown Point. And I missed Seven. that. I missed that pick on there. I that was I went with my heart on uh, Mr. Bedich. So uh, it was it was a good match. <clears throat> and Seltzer looks awfully good right now. Um, I was also impressed with Brady Esther, who finished in fifth place. He had a good tournament from Fort Wayne Snyder. I know we'll see him on Belmont's schedule in a couple of weeks. Esther is now 14-5. and five. He had an 11-0 win in the placement match for his uh, fifth-place medal. Uh, we also talked about uh, Stefan Roberson from Crown Point. He had a very, very good tournament. Beat a very good freshman in Aiden Torres of Chesterton, who was unseated after a fun seating meeting that Joe and I sat through. <laughs> Um, but he comes in and finishes second. And um, it was a tough weight for uh, Doby Litchfield at 126 pounds. He gets the eight seed, but he draws Luke Gonzalez from Cathedral, uh, a guy who was just a regional qualifier last year. But he comes in and kind of handles Litchfield in the first round, and we're kind of thinking, oh, you know, what happened here? But Gonzalez ends up finishing in fourth place uh, is who Litchfield got beat by. And then in the blood round, the very last round, he gets beat by Nathan Shamert from uh, Hobart, and he and his brother both had a very good tournament for the Brickies. At 132 pounds, it was all Jesse Mendez. Unfortunately, for Belmont's perspective, Calvin Froat draws Mendez first round um, and is in that loser's bracket and needs to come back, and, 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 and that was not a good draw for him on the, in the opening round. Uh, Logan Bailey won a very deep 138-pound weight class uh, from Cathedral. Kyle Lawson Kyle Lawson finishes in seventh place, has a nice pin over Nick Tatini of Crown Point for eighth. He ends up losing to uh, Matt Kuntz, who was eligible for the first time this year uh, from Perry Meridian. And then the fourth place finisher, finisher Tyson nicely in the quarterfinals from Laporte. So Lawson loses to the third and fourth place wrestler and finishes seventh. At 145 pounds, Brock Ellis of Chesterton was your champ. Uh, Belmont had a really good result first round. Garrett Manley knocked off a seated kid from Northridge and looked really good, and then ends up losing the next two. But both of those guys ended up uh, placing in uh, in the tournament. Ryan Younger was the guy who knocked him out from Bloomington South at 152 pounds. Uh, not as deep of a weight class as 138 and 145 were, but uh, Cade Laws, your champion from Columbus East, at 160, the most exciting match of the tournament for me. Isaiah Levitz knocks off state champ. Elliot Rogers from Cathedral, uh, and just a really nice result for Prairie Heights program and the Levitz family and everybody involved there. So Levitz sits at 20-0 and now, uh, Rogers' first loss of, this, of the year. They were 5-5. Levitz got a takedown near the end, last 10 seconds. Very entertaining weight class. Um, Isaac Freet went 2-2 two and two in that weight class for the Braves, uh, but did not place. At 170 pounds, Graham Calhoun was your champ because Clayton Fielden, who was ranked number one, got beat in the second round by, once again, another unseated wrestler from Bloomington South who was injured last year and wasn't able to get in the seating because of the criteria. But Ruhlman from Bloomington South ends up finishing second, Field in third, and Graham Calhoun, who's Wisconsin-bound, uh, finishes in first place there. At 182 pounds, Caden Freet, because he hadn't wrestled in the, team, or in the state tournament last year and didn't wrestle at the Al Smith because of his knee injury, doesn't get seated. Draws number two in the state, Aiden Warren, in the very first round. Wrestles him. He was winning with 30 seconds left against Warren. Ends up losing, I think, four to two. Warren ends up second to Joe Walker. Um, 
who won the tournament at 182 pounds. Jake Lone was third. Freak did come back. He was one of just 12 wrestlers to lose in the first round and place. He gets a pin in the seventh and eighth place match against Zion Constable from Peru in the second period. Had a good match with Johnny Parker of Cathedral, um, who ended up finishing fifth in his Saturday morning match. At 195 pounds, Jacob Laplace is your winner. And at 220, Jason Streck won for Maryville. And at 285, Hezzy Devault beats Holden Parsons 1-0 in a, I don't know if entertaining is the right word, but a close. <laughs> it's a typical heavyweight match. Heavyweight final match. So uh, a, a very entertaining tournament as always. Really emotional moment. I know Joe and Mike and Nick and I were all there. Nick did the uh, match with Al Smith on uh, YouTube. But um, Dean Hooper, who's the, head, uh, who's the athletic director there, had Al Smith with a microphone come out on the mat and he talked about what the tournament had meant to Mishawaka and to the state of Indiana wrestling. And then Al Smith walks out onto the mat and is almost in tears and just says how much he appreciates everybody coming to the tournament. And then he asks every wrestler who's ever wrestled in the tournament to stand up. And there was a big round of applause and he was choking up. And it was just a really cool, um, really cool moment for that tournament now in its 42nd year. And the gym was just packed. Yeah, Al Smith, he's a, he's a class act. We've talked about that in the past, but uh, now let's uh, maybe get a little insight from the Connorsville tournament. Uh, uh, ECIC is where uh, Muncie Central is at, and if we're going to talk to uh, A.J. Bradley. And A.J., uh, why don't you give us a little rundown on uh, how long you've been the head coach at Muncie Central. Uh, this is my second year at Central. Uh, before that, I was at uh, Southside, and as we all know, that closed, unfortunately. So, But I've been coaching in Muncie now, I think, 15 years. Okay. And uh, thinking back in the day, I refereed your matches back, back in the day, so you're getting up there because if you wrestled in the last 15 years, that means you had to be more than 15 years ago for me to do your matches. So you're one of the old-timers. You meet the, meet the category. So uh, what kind of tournament did you have at the ECIC? Uh, it was a fun tournament. I mean, not as exciting as Al Smith, of course, uh, but a very fun tournament dominated by some local people up here in Norwell and Bluffton. Uh, had some pretty exciting matches. There was some ranked kids there. 120 was a barn burner with uh, Birch from Bluffton and Jefferson from Lawrence Central. Uh, but not, not too many surprises. And Landon Birch now 23-0 and as a sophomore. I know Jefferson LC had wrestled at the Al Smith for the last couple of years and, and switched over to this tournament. A 6-5 decision. Uh, it's going to be hard for Birch to get a loss here, knowing their schedule, uh, maybe up until the, until the state finals. I don't know. Yeah. It was fun watching him wrestle. He was down early in the match. And was still down late in the third period and just kept coming and coming and coming and end up what seemed like breaking Jefferson. Got a takedown with about 30 seconds left and then rode him out strong. Definitely a strong season for the sophomore. Now, A.J., I also noticed that there were only 15 teams present. And if I look at the 126-pound placements, it says that Austin Lewis of Bluffton finished first and Grant Boldemeyer finished second. <laughs> so did they allow teams to enter two wrestlers then? Or did Bluffton bring a B team? No, you're allowed to certain weights or a second one because a team backed out late. Okay. So if when you entered your teams, if you had a second guy listed, if there was an opening in that weight class, they would go ahead and put him in. Only one guy could score. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty cool thing because your second guy couldn't score you points, but he could keep other teams from getting points. Right. So it was kind of a fun little thing that they went in and added this year. And nobody wants to see forfeits at those events. No. So, uh, you know, uh, nice job by the Jay County uh, tournament director to allow that to happen. So uh, Bluffton had champs at 120, 126, and 132. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed, I thought it was interesting, at 138, 
Wayne had a wrestler who won the tournament. Blaine Daniels, who we know from Jay County last year, has now transferred to Union City. He finishes second. Uh, Sotero from Wayne beats him 12-1, to 1, but Tonner Johnson finishes third. He's been in and out of the lineup for the Knights, and I know he'll make a big difference for them Saturday at, uh, at Team State. So, uh, A.J., why don't you give me a quick rundown on some of the guys uh, that for Muncie Central that wrestled well for you at that <coughs> tournament. Uh, uh, we were shorthanded this week. We had a nasty bit of strep and a couple guys out uh, due to injuries. Uh, but our top guy was actually a freshman from 170 powder named Titus Waters. Uh, he's really starting to click and come on. You know, being a 70 as a freshman, only wrestled two years, took some early losses to some guys. Uh, Parrish beat him and some other couple ranked guys. So he's starting to get his you know, uh, confidence back, so to speak. You know, a young guy up there. He did well. Uh, our 220 place, which was nice, and also our 82 Scott. We're a very young team, a lot of freshmen, sophomores, or if they're juniors, they're basically a first-year wrestler. So it's yeah. coming along. I was proud of them. They wrestled hard. And I know you wrestle South Adams uh, later in the month here in a week or two. Is that correct? Yes, on the 17th. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll look forward to that, to that duel. Uh, other winners for uh, local teams, Eli Johnson was a champion at 145 pounds. Isaiah Breggy, your champion at 160 Mason Winter was the champ at 182 pounds. I know he's just a couple matches away from the Jay County all-time win record. Kale Gray uh, was your champion at 220. And uh, Zach Christensen of Norwell finishes second to state-ranked Logan Swallow at 285 pounds. And that was actually a really good match. I mean, it was a 1-0 match, but there was lots of shots. It wasn't the typical heavyweight 1-0 match. Both guys were in on lots. And uh, I thought he was going to upset him there in the third period. He about had a reversal on him, ended up scooting out of bounds. It was a fun heavyweight match. I think the heavyweight class is wide open in Fort Wayne uh, this year. I know Joe will, will talk maybe a little bit about Reeve Muncy, who's just a giant of a kid when you see him on yes, the map. He he's, he, he's a big boy. But there's a lot of guys who are in the mix for a state berth at 285, mm-hmm. I think, this year. So with that, Dane, we've kind of reached the uh, end of our segment number one for the weigh-ins where we talked about uh, lots of tournaments. Didn't get to uh, touch on Connorsville quite as much as we want to, but maybe we can get back to that a little bit. But uh, after our weigh-ins have ended, we're going to send it back to the studio. Steve Gagel running the board for us for a round of commercials. We'll be back with the first period right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. 
Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to Haggard Sefton, Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. I'm Rex Burr along with Dane Filling. And, uh, Dane, after our first special guest, now we have special guests number three and four stepping in. And uh, along with us today, we have uh, Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser. Uh, Joe Caprino is the, uh, the curator, the inventor, the what do you call yourself for IndianMat.com? This, you're the everything, right? Uh, the the uh, webmaster, I guess. He's the webmaster. <laughs> the, the godfather. Master. The godfather. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, enjoy, uh, enjoy all the things that com has done for the sport. I uh, really appreciate uh, being able to check it just about any place. I'm waiting for my wife to shop. I just go on and check some things like that. But uh, you do a great job with it, and uh, thanks for coming down, and uh, thanks for setting up this uh, simulcast for the big uh, – Haggard Sefton Hershey Cell High School Wrestling Weekly that Dane and I have put on. This is our fifth episode tonight, right? I believe so. We're number five tonight. It might get double digits soon. <laughs> we, we've broken our all-time record for people witnessing the show. We're at 16 now. So, Oh, wow. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show, man. I've listened to the other four. Re- you guys do a really good job. Thanks. And we, we enjoy the, uh, the ability that uh, we now can podcast it. and We're up and, uh, you know, listen. We need to squeeze in here. So I'm going to fit in. There we go. I got the old, go. the old shoulder around here. <laughs> okay, so Rex, we want to take a look at uh, the new state rankings uh, that uh, Mike has put together. Mike was, uh, Mike was on the mic at the <laughs> Al Smith tournament, calling the whole thing between both days. He was in the little boy gym on day one and then in the main gym for day two. And Mike, what did you think of the tournament? Uh, always a really good tournament, man. I think Steve's done a good job of bringing some other teams in there. Um, and they're going to have a spot open next year, so I hope it keeps improving, keeps getting better. I thought um, when you get some of the best teams in the state there, you're going to have some of the best competition. And I, I thought it was really cool that uh, all 32 teams that participated had a medalist, which I thought was really awesome. I didn't even realize that. That is pretty cool. I'm sure that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Uh, not on a, on a tournament that's, that's, that's that competitive with that many teams to have all 32 teams medal is pretty cool. Yeah, especially with the amount of talent up top, man. There were so many good finals matches and semifinals. Um, you know, just being a fan, like I don't, I don't have a school affiliation there. Just being there and enjoying the atmosphere, I thought was really good. And like you said, with the Al Smith thing, that was amazing. How many guys stood up when they yeah, did it was a, it was a cool moment. And we went through, we were looking through the program and the hour and a half break that we had before the finals. And I think we counted that. It, I think there were ten teams with head coaches who were Al Smith champs. That's really cool. And either 12 or 13 teams who had somebody on staff who was an Al Smith champ. I mean, all the way from Bill Flat for South Bend Riley to Belmont Paul Gunsett. Uh, just, it, was, it was really cool to go all the way through Chris Joel, Keith Davison, all those guys. Oh, yeah. And, 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 like, it just speaks to how good that tournament is and how, you know, I think it's just going to keep improving every year. Yeah. I mean, the two additions this year I thought were really good. Yeah, Plymouth ended up with champ with Graham Calhoun, and I'm trying to remember who the other team was that they added. They added in Fort Wayne Snyder. So. Yeah, and Snyder has a long history of, of being there and um, has won that tournament multiple times in the, in the 80s. So 
Really cool. So uh, we talked a little bit about the 106-pound uh, final at the Al Smith uh, with Mr. Rubel in attendance, but uh, tell us about uh, the changes at the top of 106 at uh, on Indiana Mat. Yeah, we didn't go too, too crazy. Um, you know, we didn't have an update right before the Al Smith. So I know a lot of people were saying Sam going number one, but Sam had lost the week before at Crown Point to Logan Miller. So Logan Miller won, was the new number one. We had three new number ones. Um, I don't think Ike fell. Ike, Ike obviously did a really good job. That was such a good match. I think any time that you got two top-level guys, like, like Sue Haas didn't lose. When he lost to Sam, we didn't drop him. It was just a really good match. Right. So uh, the top five really didn't change. I was really impressed with Hayden Brady. I thought he really wrestled well. And Josh Johnson of Indianapolis, uh, Cardinal Ritter, he won the uh, city tournament. He beat Evan Dickey, and I thought I was really impressed with Evan Dickey. I thought Evan Dickey was really good at the Al Smith. Yeah, Dickey had a good tournament for sure at Mishawaka. Uh, we're looking at other local wrestlers, uh, but before we do that, Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell us who are the other two new number ones? The other two no- new number ones, uh, obviously at 160, you guys, or 170, you guys kind of touched on it with Field and losing. Graham Calhoun's the new number one there, and um, I was excited to see that match, but I knew that Trev- uh, Roman was really good. I, I, was un- I was disappointed to see him unseated. I knew that was going to be a tough match. I would like to have seen that maybe in the semis. So we could have gotten the, the small boy gym. What did you guys call it, the little boy gym? <laughs> I call it the little boy gym. <clears throat> I would like to have seen that. I was in the, uh, that gym, and... And Joe actually brought it to me. It was like, hey, Fielding just lost. Yeah. And anytime you have a match of that magnitude, you really want to see it. So that was one. And then the other one was? 160. 160, obviously. We got to see that match with uh, Levitz and Rogers. And we went with Dickie one. Or not Dickie, but Dickens one over. Um, he jumped. Uh, Cooper Norrie. But they had wrestled at the Indiana Mad Open. That was their last head-to-head. So I just thought with him beating the Kentucky State champ down at Evansville. Now, do you think tomorrow we'll see Nori and uh, I do. Rogers? I do. And I they're going to meet Greenfield yeah. Central and Cathedral wrestle each other uh, tomorrow night. And yeah. uh, that would be number two versus number four now, according to your rankings. Yeah. A rematch of last year's final, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think if uh, anyone's there and they want to just go live on their, uh, on their Facebook or Twitter, we can definitely share that and you know, make that get uh, a lot of hits, I'm sure. It would be worth it. So at, uh, involving local wrestlers, uh, at 120 pounds, Preston Toysh is ranked number eight for Huntington North, and Birch, who we talked about previously, is at number 10. Uh, I think the semi-state right now is between those two guys, um, and whoever comes out on top for that match is going to have a pretty good shot at a medal as the semi-state champ. Yeah, I thought, you know, and, and not to, like, kind of take that, but Justin Puckett wrestled really well from Northridge, so I think Fort Wayne's going to be well-represented at 120. I think there's a guy on the, uh, the watch list that I think is going to be a surprise, too, so... Um, at 138 pounds, uh, Kyle Lawson is at 11. He gets jumped by uh, nicely from Laporte and Kuntz, who enters the rankings, I believe, because he was uh, not wrestling at the beginning of the year. But those were Lawson's two losses uh, in the uh, in the tournament. Uh, but he stays. I think he was at number 11 to begin uh, going to the last rankings before that. At 145 pounds, and we'll, we kind of skipped over. Um, Southern Wells results at Connorsville. They had three placers. William Feichter loses 8-7 in the finals to A.J. Poindexter from West Lafayette Harrison, who wins the event. Um, you have Poindexter ranked fourth now, like I said, and, and Feichter fifth. Viduya, who's a state champ at number one. Brock Ellis, the Al Smith champ at number two. And then uh, tell us a little bit about the number three ranked wrestler. Yeah, he was out at, um, at Mooresville. He won that. He beat uh, Justice Cash over there. So just a good guy. I know he had a really good summer. Um, had a lot of really interesting results. It's just one of those things when he hasn't lost. And uh, if you want to see that A.J. Point Dexter or William Feetter match at the finals, A.J. tweeted that out. 
So if you go to AJ Poindexter's Twitter, you can see that it was a really good match. I think he was down 6-3 at one point and came back 1-8-7. Yeah, Feekster had a very good tournament there at, at the Spartan Classic. At 152 pounds, Josh Beeks, one of Southern Wells' better wrestlers, was the two seed down at the bottom and was 2-0. and um, I haven't heard from uh, Coach Landis yet, but he ends up defaulting out after those two wins um, and obviously did not place. Um, the aforementioned Cooper Nore from uh, Greenfield Central is your champ at 160. He takes out Jed Perry, 12-5 in the finals. Uh, looking at your rankings, Mike, you've got Jackson Pettigrew 6th and Jed Perry 11th. Um, and with Levitz in the top four there, that's a pretty uh, deep class for Fort Wayne at 160. Yeah, they're, they're, then there's a couple guys on the bottom there. I haven't seen any Hayden Prater results from Rochester. And I know there's a couple guys like a Cam Goring in the, in the semi-state also, which, you know, I, I always tell Joe, like, people kind of give Fort Wayne a hard time sometimes, but I think they, they really, like, tighten up in weights. Like, like, one, like, a lot of those guys at 160 could definitely medal in a lot of different weights mm-hmm. or even qualify in a lot of different weights, but, you know, they're going to have that, all those tick-around matches. Now, at 170 pounds, Southern Wells had a champion in Jacob Duncan who had a pin in uh, the finals. Uh, he's not in the, the rankings yet, but... Uh, like we said, Graham Calhoun is now the new number one. Fielden drops to number four. And uh, AJ, I think, mentioned Joe Parrish from Homestead. He's up to number six for the Spartans. And then at 182 pounds for Southern Wells, Cole Meeks lost in the blood round. And uh, Southern Wells ended up finishing 11th with 119 points. West Lafayette Harrison is your winner, 236. Greenfield Central, 225.5. And, and East Noble finishes in third with 187 and a half points. Uh, I also have on here at 182 pounds, Mason Winter is ranked number three, Jake Lone number five, Caden Freet number 12. Like I said, he was very close with Warren in the fir- very first round in the big boy gym on, on Friday morning. And then at uh, 220, and we'll have to look at how the draw comes out, but we may have a matchup between number one and number two. Drew Webster of North Montgomery, who's undefeated, and Cale Gray of Norwell, who's also undefeated, are both in the 2A team state tournament. And then Logan Swallow, who was uh, your ECIC champ, is the only uh, area wrestler ranked in the top 16 at 285 pounds. So, Dane, do we want to touch on a little bit on this week's schedule? We're going to talk about the, I- the IHSWCA uh, team state. We're going to have a lot of talk about that coming up uh, later on in a show as we do the draw for that live. So if you want to maybe touch on that real quickly, and then we'll get back for a break here. Yeah, so like we said, uh, Matt Conversay has his coaches show at 8, and then at 9 we'll have uh, the start of the, of the uh, Team State duels. Uh, I can give you a little bit of a hint. There's going to be an Adams County team wrestling in all five rounds, guaranteed, <laughs> um, because they're split up a little bit. So the first round will start at 9, roughly going to start the second round at 10.30, 10.45, and that will give us a 12.15 or 12.30 start for the third round. Then the top four teams from each, um, the top teams from each pool will wrestle in the semis for first through fourth, and the second place teams will wrestle for fifth through eighth, and then the bottom four teams will wrestle for, for ninth through twelfth. So the semis um, in those pools are going to be at two o'clock, and then the finals and the, the place, all the placement matches will be taking place at the same time. Those will be at four o'clock. So we should be on air from nine a.m. till. 6 p.m., Rex. And, and I had a little talk with Matt, and I think he's going to start his show a half hour early and get off the air by 8.30, so we may be able to do a little pre-match and uh, get on by 9 o'clock so we don't miss any wrestling. That way we can go through some of the matchups and talk about uh, what to watch. There's a lot going on, Rex. There's going to be 18 mats this year, a little bit different setup than before, but um, we're going to do our best to uh, get as much information out there as, as possible. So with that, first period has ended. Now we're going to 
take it back to the studio. Steve Gager running the board for us for a round of messages. We'll be back with the second period right after this. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rexboro along with Dane Filling and joined by our two special guests from IndianMat.com, Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser. And in this second period, in this section, we're ready to talk about uh, history of IndianMat.com. And Joe, I know that there was a wrestling website that started out that Rex Peckinpah kind of started, and then it, it kind of died out a little bit, and then you stepped in, and tell us how all that became. Uh, it was kind of on a whim, but we, uh, I always looked and saw some other state websites, like, man, Indiana needs that. I never said to myself, I should do that. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, one night, uh, December 2nd, 2008, uh, Chad Hombaugh and Eric McGill both were poking me, hey, the message board uh, rec site was down, and he's like, man, people are starving for information. They're starving. Like, I said, I can put, put a website together in about 10, 15 minutes. They're like, okay, do it. I'm like, nah, it'll be a lot of work. And they're like, they, they talked me into it, and uh, it's exploded since then. You know, a lot of people didn't expect it to go very long, but now we're in our 11th year, so um, we're going strong and keeps getting better every every year. So, I mean, it just it started as a website. It's grown. We've got our uh, own tournament uh, in the Animat Hoosier Preseason Open that draws kids from all the way from Florida, Georgia, Minnesota, uh, New Jersey, all over, all over the country. 650 kids come to Fort Wayne to wrestle in September, which is just crazy to think. So you talked about how you looked at other websites. I know that this is your baby. How do you think IndianaMat.com pairs up with other states' websites? Uh, there's no other competition for us. I think we've kind of exploded onto the scene and kind of keep, you know, we I, I, we look at the other websites, where are they doing, uh, how can we do that better? And that's kind of what we've done with our rankings, with our 
team profiles, wrestler profiles. No other website has the wrestler profiles or team profiles like we do. Even like the history on our uh, on the team profiles is pretty cool and, to see that. And I know that uh, Dana and I have looked at uh, use that for schedules since all the schedules are in this system. It uploads, uh, you know, the, you know, uh, the results right away and the, who the, who's wrestling who when, and uh, that's a really a nice feature that's just kind of came around just recently, correct? Yeah, we put, I put that together. Dane and I have always been talking about doing that, and that's a lot of work. Uh, it's trying to find those right schedules, and, you know, everyone's websites are different. And, you know, I, I found one where had these three teams at one event, and then the other school had a different two teams there, and it was – you know, I just end up emailing the coach and said, who's at this tournament? Where is this at? You know, what are you guys doing? So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of work, but it was a lot of fun, and it's something that we can keep track of. We got, you know, put out a weekly, you know, what's happening this week article. That way you can kind of see what's going on, where, where the best teams are wrestling, and going from there. So, yeah. So that's a nice touch about uh, IndyMatt.com. Let's talk about Joe Caprino. Give us the history of Joe Caprino, of how – your wrestling career, uh, your coaching career, and, and uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Wow. Uh, wrestling career, not really too much <laughs> to throw out there. I, I, I got cut from the basketball team twice in middle school and, and decided to wrestle like most people that don't grow up in Belmont. Uh, <laughs> so uh, end up uh, wrestling. Uh, freshman year was not very good at all. I won't, tell, I won't divulge my record. Some people do know that. Uh, ended up um, one-time semi-state qualifier. It uh, was actually only the second semi-state qualifier in Garrett High School history, which is kind of crazy to think in 97. That's, that was pretty neat. Uh, we actually had two that year. So then end up uh, wrestling at University of Finley in Ohio for five years and had a lot of fun doing it and then came back and I wasn't sure I was going to coach. I ended up coaching at Northrop my first year and then joined Garrett for a few years um, with a little stint at Trine in my first year as a college uh, program. And then the uh, last six years I've been at Carroll. So um, then just coaching, like to be around the kids, and it's a lot of fun to see kids reach their goals, and sometimes I get a little excited in the corner. <laughs> so, Dane, uh, you've worked with Joe a lot. Uh, what parts of com are there that uh, really intrigue you about the whole philosophy of com? Well, Joe and I have talked for a long time. We, we've kind of... For years, we, we talked about John Harrell's website that he has for football and basketball and the fact that you can go on there and look at past seasons and you can see schedules upcoming and past and look at results. And I think that's really changed things. And I, I kind of laugh, and we talked about this, I think, in the very first show that we did, that Indiana Matt almost killed the Indiana High School Wrestling Discussion Board because you used to get on the easy board days to ask for information, but now all of that information is available on Indiana Matt. And, 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 you know, uh, it, it's kind of incredible how much stuff is on there. Uh, I work for the, for the paper here, and the Democrat, we were going to put together an all-decade team. And uh, I started looking through my notes, and I thought, I don't need to go to my notes. I just <laughs> go online, look up past wrestlers for South Adams, for Adams Central, and for Belmont, and I've got every medalist that Belmont had in the last 10 years, South Adams, AC, overall win uh, totals from all of those guys and uh, just, just a lot of stuff on there that, that's great. And I know that every year Joe's out there talking to people about what can the, what can the website add next year that's going to be even better. I, I really like that guys are able to put their weight they want to wrestle in college, their GPA, their SAT scores. It's a recruiting tool. I know that Joe has several college coaches who, who have said that those have 
that, that information there is really important to them as they look through Indiana guys. I know anytime the class wrestling discussion comes up in, in Indiana, uh, there's, a, there's a lack of, there aren't as many guys in Indiana who make it to state. So uh, if a college coach comes to our state finals, he's only going to see 224 wrestlers. Whereas if he goes to Ohio or Illinois, he sees 600, 700. And he's got an opportunity to talk to coaches and wrestlers and, and see them with his own eyes in one place. Uh, Indiana Matt's profiles have helped that. Uh, and, and kids are able to go online and, and, and fill out their information. And they're able to go on there and put who they beat. And, and I know that Mike and I, doing rankings all the time, we can only rank kids and teams based on the information that's presented to us. And with the way Joe has things set up now, you can... On your profile, you can say, hey, I beat this kid. And rather than just sending an angry email to someone, it's on there for everybody to see. And then when we do our rankings, it's able to be seen, and that that makes it really nice. So, Joe, how much of your time is consumed by IndianaMatt.com? <laughs> uh, I don't want to even think about that, <laughs> that number. But, it's, I mean, it's, a lot of stuff now is uh, pretty much automatically generated. Users are inputting results. Um, they're doing individual stuff like that that I don't have to do. That When, when they... Uh, add a result it goes right to the profile things like that you know like you said the the college coaches uh, all the national rankings people go to indiana mat they love the format they love being able to see you know a, a wrestler's profile okay who's he beat who hasn't he beat um that kind of stuff's huge i know a lot of the coaches have said you know man you're making my life a lot easier here with that kind of stuff so um, I don't want to even think about how much time we put into it, but a lot in the off season, getting things behind the scenes going, just like those schedules and things like that. So also sitting to the uh, left of you, uh, Mike Reiser has made the trip down. And, uh, Mike, uh, we talked a little bit off air, but uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of a uh, rundown on who Mike Reiser is. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I wrestled for Coach Jim Watkins at Calumet. Uh, coach Watkins is still there, a great coach. Uh, two-time semi-state qualifier didn't wrestle in college, played a little baseball in college, and then um, just I got kind of lucky falling into the Indiana Matt thing. When uh, they brought the message board up, I was like, I'm just going to throw some semi-state rankings up. And I knew Eric McGill, and he, we kind of just hit it off. And then I kind of stood with him. When Eric stepped down, he used to do the state rankings originally, but he was doing them from Cornell, and I'm sure wrestling in the Ivy League and going to school in the Ivy League is not easy. So he uh, asked me if I wanted to take them over, and I've been doing them now since, what, 2011 something like that it was you've been doing it about seven or eight years so so you know just something i really enjoy i think uh i always say i have like one of the best jobs in the state like i don't i don't coach i don't have to you know i'm not a dad of a wrestler i have two girls so i get to go and just hang out and enjoy wrestling like we got to do the i did do a weekly broadcast so i'm doing live uh play-by-play and then also i got to do like the announcement i did like the dac one year i do the harvest classic i got to do the al smith like, uh, obviously, I'm appreciative of uh, Coach Sander for bringing me on for that because that's one of the best tournaments in the state, probably of, in the Midwest, and I get to do that. So. You know, you talk about your two daughters. You know that's called Gable's disease, right? <laughs> I think so. I know a lot of guys that have daughters, so I think so. You know, Rex, uh, Mike can probably attest to this. With our job, and Joe probably goes through it too, you, we can't go to a wrestling tournament anymore without being seen. We, oh, yeah. we need some sort of Indiana <laughs> Matt mask. <laughs> yeah. In the disguise, yeah. My, Mike's... Mike's uh, Wife always says stuff, you know, like, man, I, I, I can't go to meet with him because he just gets mobbed by everybody. <laughs> yeah, the, the state finals is really cool. It's really changed um, since we've been doing the, the Gorilla Radio, the weekly one we do. It's just people, you know, they'll say, they'll come up and they'll be like, hey, you know, that was awesome when you said that. And it might have just been something I said off the cuff. I had, I'm not even sure. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. They're like, no, we love it. So it, it's, it's weird that uh, 
you know, it's always been like a really cool experience that, that people really enjoy what we do. And, you know, the guys that are involved in it do an amazing job. We've got two guys to do articles now, which is pretty cool. And, and obviously I'm very envious of how Dane does the team stuff because it's really amazing. And, you know, Joe gets to do a lot of cool stuff. And now we've got Nick here. He's doing some producing. And, you know, Nick's done shows with us, which is always really cool. So the, the nice thing is that, uh, Dane, you and I have our fifth show that's going to be a podcast. We need to get up to the 77th, 78th, or however many podcasts the uh, Gorilla Radio guys have next to us. And you'd be surprised. There, there are a lot of people who, who <clears throat> listen religiously to Gorilla Radio. I have a friend who, who doesn't go to much wrestling, but he, he comes to Belmont matches, and he goes to the state finals. And he's got podcasts on his iPhone, and, and he listens to every episode of Guerrilla Radio. Oh, yeah. We, we've had other people that would be like, oh, man, like your voice sounds so familiar. Be like, like moms. And it'd be like, you know, my husband listens to you guys all the time. We love it. Well, I, I used to get that. People look at me and they're like, you look familiar. And then it's like striped shirt referee. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, so I could kind of go incognito some places. But, uh, you know, people talk about the state rankings, and they want to know, you know, maybe I should be here. Maybe I Why don't you go and give a little rundown of how you kind of determine – who should be ranked number one, who should be ranked yeah. number two. I think rankings uh, really reflect what people have already done. Like, they're just rewarding your, like, already accomplishments. So a lot of them just, you know, your state experience, semi-state, what you do in the summer. We, we get a lot of head-to-head matchups. It's not a reflection of what you're going to do. You know, it's not a prediction. I, I, do the, uh, I do all the Indiana map predictions at the end. They do the, um, the pick the champions. I always do pretty well. I know there's a guy here that does pretty well, too, so from <laughs> South Adams. <laughs> um, but, we, you know, we always get in those, and... It just, you know, we, we want to recognize what people are doing. So it's never a matter of, like, you know, disrespect or anything like that. Because, you know, you do get parents that feel like they're being disrespected. Like, hey, my kid did this and did this. And like Dane said, now, it, now it's all out there. But what you get a lot of sometimes is, um, well, I beat, I beat Dane. And it's like, yeah, but you got 15 losses. Like, I can't. <laughs> we, only do 16, we only do 16 guys, man. So, um, so we get a lot of that. But for the most part, like, you know, with, you know, Indiana Matt and the forum and, just, you know, the amount of people that I've really, um, like, you know, re- built relationships with. People that send me stuff and say, hey, like, this guy's really good. You should probably watch him. And, and I really appreciate all of that. So it, it's just a reflection of what people have already done. So let's touch on uh, IndianaMatt.com just a little bit. Oregon, uh, some of the new features that you have we touched on a little bit. What are some of your plans for the future that you're looking at doing, Joe? Um, well, a couple things we did previously that are kind of cool, and I'm kind of going to keep my eye on doing it again. We went to about uh, uh, Four years ago, we went to the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic. The Dapper Dan took a team and wrestled the uh, Wapile, which is basically kind of like a semi-state area, but it's really tough. It's like the region on steroids. Um, <laughs> and we took a team there. It's pretty fun. It's just a great weekend for our kids. And then two years ago, we did the Dream Team Classic at Brownsburg, which was an awesome night of wrestling. Um, couldn't have scripted it better. Uh, Ty Mills never won a state title. He, yep, right there. Uh, yeah, Ty Mills never won a state title back in his home gym, pins the number one guy in the country. That, I mean, that place, the roof almost went off the place. And then Brayton Lee uh, winning uh, in overtime against a pretty tough guy that's ended up being a pretty big competitor. But uh, right now we're looking to maybe head back to the, do those two things again in the near future. I don't know if it's you know coming up next couple of years or what but definitely want to do that again it's awesome to see awesome you know the dream team classic was awesome we had almost 2,000 people in, the, in there watching wrestling and they're all cheering for the Indiana guys I mean there was only a few that were there for the USA guys and you know when you're at state half the guys are cheering for one guy half are cheering for the other um, and when they're all cheering for one guy that's awesome you know we got great fans in Indiana but um, those two things we're kind of keeping our eye out on taking some teams there um 
just uh, trying to you know improve the website, add more history stuff. Um, we got a lot of brackets and stuff we can put up from all the way from 1920 to present. Uh, got to keep keep that history stuff there. Basically, the goal of the uh, of the website is just to be the you know the history book for Indiana. Uh, and then we do have the Echoes of the Elder. Um, kind of want to re- redo that book because I know that's very popular. A lot of people still ask about it. Um, definitely would like to do that again soon if I can uh, get the time to put that together and get it published and all that fun stuff. One other thing that uh, is very popular with uh, com is the gear, the gorilla <laughs> gear. I mean, every year I see more and more of it. And kids uh, when they're wrestling in summer, I mean, they're wearing a gorilla gear. They're 800-pound gorilla who's your the mascot of your of your website. Uh, a lot of gear been spread around over the last 11 years, correct? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. It's always neat to see. On social media and stuff, you'll see uh, someone p- posting a picture and they're wearing Indiana Mac gear. I know uh, uh, Pointer was out in, in uh, Italy, and I, they posted a picture from there, and he's wearing an Indiana Mac shirt. You know, it's pretty cool that, you know, people are going all over for that, and I know people are getting a little bit recognized with it because it is, it's, you know, it's not just uh, Indiana. A lot of people around the country know about it. Um, there's a coach at Wyoming Seminary that put together today a wrestling media rankings, and he put together one. He, he named Indiana Matt the, uh, the website that makes me care about a state I really probably wouldn't have cared about. But <laughs> I mean, it was kind of in jest, but it was also the truth for him. He follows Indiana Matt because we produce a lot of great content, and he would probably never care about Indiana wrestling, but it's because of our social media presence, our website, and all that stuff. He kind of keeps a tab on it when he would have no other reason to. So that's kind of a, a little bit in jest, but it's also kind of neat to see that you're getting recognition beyond Indiana. Yeah, I seen Ike Rubel uh, rocking the Indiana match shirt at the Al Smith and going to the finals, which was pretty cool. And uh, like I said, once again, uh, Ike, a local boy, he's uh, here watching the show tonight, and we'd like to thank everybody for coming out here to the event center at Cross Creek. And uh, kind of wraps uh, section that uh, we're just in for the second period, and uh, we're going to head back to the studio run around of messages and be back with the third period right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. 
For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Channel Z, 92.7 FM, is WZBD, Burn, Decatur, and Bluffton. Welcome back to Hanger and Sefton, Hershey Zeld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by W Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex along with Dane Filling and Dane, our special guest, still here with us for this third period section, Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser from IndianaMat.com. And in this section, what are your plans for us? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Team State Tournament, which dates back to uh, the mid-'90s. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the transformation that uh, took place when the IHSAA decided to drop the tournament and the Coaches Association picked that back up. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the improvements and the changes that have been made, and uh, we're going to set everybody up for uh, who's in the tournament and how they got there. Well, I'll give you a little history on the, on the uh, Team State Finals. I refereed it three times, and it was one of the biggest rushes I ever had as, as a wrestling official. And when the IHSAA decided that it did not make enough money or did not please enough people and they dropped it, I was one of the few, I was, I was one of the many people, and I guess, in the state that were upset for the fact that they dropped it. And I think that the IHSAA just didn't want to put the effort into it, and I'm so glad that the uh, Coach Association picked it up and have made it what it is today. Yeah, and if we, if we need to give a history lesson, uh, you know, they used to take, it, and the format changed a couple of times, but they were taking sectional champs and, and sectional runners-up sending them to a team regional. So you wrestled out of an individual tournament and the top two teams from there or top one, depending on how it was set up, would move on to the team regional and they'd wrestle and there'd be a team regional champ and then there'd be a team semi-state and then they'd send eight teams to Center Grove High School uh, for the team state championships. And uh, obviously modern day won uh, for the first, uh, gosh, I don't remember how many years it would have been, eight or nine years they won in a row. Um, and which was one of the complaints about the tournament was that Modern Day won it every year, but then we had Lawrence North win it a couple of times. Mishawaka won it once or twice. Um, I don't remember how many overall champs there were, but um, I think the biggest problem with it for the IHSAA was some of those regionals and semi-states just were not drawing in a big enough crowd, and uh, there were some coaches who just didn't feel like if they didn't have a chance to win it, they weren't going to really participate in it. And I know we had the debacle in 2003 or 2004 when Peru decided, hey, we're not going to beat Belmont. No chance for us to compete in this. We're not even going to wrestle anybody who's wrestling at semi-state in three days. And Belmont comes out and they win 81 to nothing in a semi-state. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and that just turned a lot of people off. And I know that the Belmont semi-state and the Muncie Central Regional were always well attended and so were uh, the one in Evansville and a couple of them in the region. Yeah. But there were some team regionals and team semi-states that were only drawing 250 or 300 people. And I think the IHSAA kind of said that that's not, that's not the way that works in any other sport. We've got to do something differently here. Well, well I can attest to the fact in the first round when there's eight schools all wrestling and eight schools where the fans are there cheering, you could not hear yourself think. Um, my first round match, the first time I ever did it, um, Mike, uh, um, <laughs> oh, um, Gable? <laughs> no, I, got, I just said blank. Um, coached at, uh, at Garrett, uh, and his boys wrestled for Garrett. Uh, Mo. Well, Greg Moe. Mo. Greg Moe and I were working together. I'm glad I, I worked with him because we worked together a lot. 
we had to communicate so well because you could not hear it. You could not hear the whistle. You could not hear the buzzer. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't hear anything. It was just when you took the Belmont fans and the modern day fans and the teams that bring 500 people there. I mean, there were 6,000 6, people there. It was amazing. And uh, for the fact that the IHSAA just kind of let that go was d- disappointing in general. Yeah, and Center Grove was a great venue for it. And like you said, when there were eight teams in the opening round, that they were, it was a heck of a round. But unfortunately, you know, when your team lost, you were out the door. And a lot of people didn't stay for the finals, but it was still a great atmosphere. I'll, I'll never forget, I, don't, I think I only missed one of them in the whole history of them. Belmont only missed out the one year when they lost to Wallace C by a point or two. But they used to bring every participant and every wrestler, and they'd line the four mats around before the introduction and the, and the national anthem uh, and just a, a great tournament and a lot of good memories. You know, one of the best matches that AJ and I ever covered for there was year that Belmont went into the eighth criteria in a, in against Perry Meridian. Against Perry Meridian, and it was, a, it was an incredible match, and everybody's calculating in their head who's scoring points and what they need, and, you know, Max Hackman gets a first takedown, and Alex, then Alex, Alex Hackman yeah. ends up getting beaten, and it's the match that wins the whole deal for him and a jeff heller spladel <laughs> was part of was part of the winning formula there yeah it was a lot of fun so in 2013 the the, the ihsla gets rid of team state and the coaches association knows this is coming and they they, they step in and i know joe uh, you were talking earlier in the week that, that Derek snyder was one of the big proponents of that along with trent mccormick and and who else Oh, I mean, Snyder helped it a little bit. He uh, he definitely did not. Uh, he did, he loved the dual format. That still does. Obviously, they've been uh, pretty successful here in Fort Wayne. Um, but uh, he was very much you know asking questions. You know, how do we do this right? How do we do this right? There's a lot of things going back and forth of how they should do it. Should they do it clash? Should they do it? How many teams? How many this? You know, and the, originally they kind of won like an invitational, kind of just like any other super duel. Let's invite the five best teams here. You know what we would think, but uh, end up. You know, they, they went through the iterations, and it's, it's come through pretty well there. I'm very, very impressed with the, you know, they keep growing it and, you know, having it. I know I like it in Fort Wayne. Obviously, it's a short drive for us. Uh, I have to drive to Indy for everything else, so it's nice not to have to drive that far. But um, having a nice big arena was one thing I always wanted. You know, you have that big feel. If it's in a high school, you kind of saw that high school feel. But now you have it in a big arena. Um, everyone's there. Everyone's under one roof. It's, you know. Um, and I know there's some things they're looking at to maybe improve it. Uh, kind of curious if that's going to anything will be changed this year. But they obviously they adding the uh, uh, ninth and eleventh place matches uh, are going to be we're, we're pretty good there. So well, with the Coliseum hosting nationally uh, ranked uh, college tournaments now they've they've gotten more familiar with it. And uh, the past few years I think the high school team duel has been handled phenomenally. It's ran really smooth. Yeah, yeah, that, it's definitely, I mean, it's a great facility, um, easy to access, lots of parking, um, you don't have to worry, I mean, concessions are probably a little pricey, people probably don't like that, but other than that, everything's ran pretty well, they let us bring in coolers, things like that, that uh, a lot of places like that aren't going to allow as much, um, just, I mean, it's, it's well ran, um, and it's, you know, they, they do things right there, so it's, it's nice. Well, I think the success of this tournament has to do with the seating and the placement, and that is done by the gentleman sitting to my right who puts a lot of time and effort into rankings and things like that and the seatings, and we're about to draw here shortly for the uh, team state coming up this Saturday, and we'll, we'll get into that more. But, uh, Dane, want to touch on a little bit of the, the, the team dual history that uh, you've, we found here in the, um, 
media guide for Belmont. Well, if we think back to the original uh, edition of the IHSWCA Team State, we're thinking Westfield High School. You've got uh, 3A in one gym, 2A and 1A in the other gym, and you're trying to walk back and forth and, and see one and look at m- matchups. And the 3A tournament, they didn't have seating down below. You had to, you had to stand up on the outer uh, the ring uh, for seating, and it was just really kind of hard to follow. Uh, eight teams per class. Uh, after two years at Westfield, uh, I think Trent McCormick became uh, Coaches Association president, and he moved the tournament to Ball State for a year. Um, which improved, they improved the, they expanded the field to 12 teams per. Um, but then when Trent went ahead and moved the tournament to the Fort Wayne Coliseum, first year had some bumps because of space and time and scheduling. But since then, once they've opened up the entire Expo Hall, it's you know, been an awfully impressive event. I know that the year, they, the first year that WZBD covered it, we were at, at Ball State and it was not set up for broadcast viewing. I mean, it was not, you couldn't see anything. When they went to the, went to the Coliseum, I think they underestimated the amount of people that were going to be there, and it was just there wasn't enough seating. So eventually they realized this is going to be big. We're going to assume it's going to be as large as it can possibly be, and, and that's what it's become now, and I think they really handle it well. Well, and they also benefit from the fact that the northeast corner of the state, if there's one thing that Fort Wayne's good at, it's having small school dual teams. And, um, you know, a lot of the teams wrestling in 1A and 2A are from very close to Fort Wayne. And so there are a lot of people coming from those schools, and that, that has helped with attendance. And I think um, the setting up of the classes is what has really drawn the people in because it's not just the, you know, the 1A, the, the 3A schools, everybody's worried about big, big powerhouses. The 1As and the 2As can compete at their own level and not be overwhelmed by the big powerhouses. And we've seen some great examples of that. Uh, a couple years ago, I believe it was when uh, Adam Central was wrestling maybe Prairie Heights for a state title, and there were two guys who had only maybe wrestled for a year or two ever, and they both had losing records, and they were out there on the mat wrestling for a state title. And I just think that that was a big step forward from where we were where a lot of people felt like there were only 10 or 12 teams in the state who had any sort of chance to, uh, to, to make the, the team state finals under the old format. So with that, that kind of gives the history of the, uh, the tournament. And with that, I'm going to send it back to the studio. Steve Giggle running a board for us for a round of commercials, and we'll be back right after that. And we will have the uh, team state draw for this coming weekend's tournament. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans, this is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. 
At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Welcome back to Haggard Seft and Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex Burlong and Dane Filling and our two special guests, uh, Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser of NEIMAT.com. And Dane, this is what everybody came for tonight. It's time to make the draw for the High School Wrestling Coaches Association Team Dual Tournament State Tournament this weekend at the uh, Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. And uh, we're going to start with 1A and uh, work our way up to 3A. And we want to read off the teams who are involved this year in alphabetical order. They are Adam Central, Attica, Centerville, Cherubusco, Eastern Greentown, Manchester, North Posey, Prairie Heights, South Adams, Southridge, Tell City, and Wabash. In April, there were uh, 10 teams who qualified automatically. Of course, one team from each uh, semi-state qualifies, and then uh, there are some automatic bids. And then the last two spots are voted in by uh, a panelist of experts. Mike, is that how you would describe us? Um, yeah, I think so. I got to listen in last year. Not this year. I had something going on. I submitted my votes electronically. But, um, yeah, I think those guys all have a pretty good grasp of what's going on. Obviously, you give them all the information, so they got the master giving it to them. Well, they've got, Malign, they've got Malign's math in there, too. So Yeah, he um, does a good job. The final two spots this year went to Prairie Heights, who won the first vote. Uh, they had a lot of guys graduate from last year's team, and um, they were the first vote-in team. And then there was a very tight vote uh, for the last spot, and that went to uh, Eastern, who uh, was also in the tournament last year. I'm looking at my notes to see. They ended up finishing fifth in last year's 1A tournament. Um, so they will be back. Uh, the first team left out this year was Bluffton, who uh, has had a very good season, and uh, I have them ranked in the top ten on the Indiana Matt rankings. But uh, we had Coach Sprunger on our show, uh, episode two, and uh, when we brought it up to him, he said, you know, we could have wrestled better. Uh, they were just a point or two away from qualifying automatically. They needed to win one or two ma- matches, and he said that uh, it's not a, well, we didn't get voted in type thing. It was a, we should have wrestled better in the, in the state tournament, and his boys know that, and uh, I know he's looking forward to qualifying for that event. And they got a lot of talent returning. So. Yes, they, they most definitely do. So we're going to take a look at the 1A pool, and the top seed uh, is pretty much a consensus uh, across the state, and that is uh, North Posey. They'll be the number one seed overall, and they will wrestle the other seeded team in their uh, pool will be the South Adams Starfires, who are wrestled, uh, represented here tonight. Oh, and you South Adams guys, raise your hands out there. South Adams there? There's Jesse. And the Starfires will also have in their pool 
uh, the Cherubusco Eagles, who uh, I know have had some struggles with injuries and uh, not having their full lineup, uh, like a lot of teams in 1A. But uh, I know that they're confident that they can beat uh, several teams in this, in this tournament, and they're, they're excited. And um, the other pool on that side of the bracket then will be the 4-5 matchup, and that will be uh, three teams from three different semi-states. Tell City has a very good team. Uh, this year, the Marksmen, and they're joined in, uh, with the five seed, the Attica Red Ramblers. Uh, Attica has switched semi-states. They used to go to Newcastle, and now they go up to uh, East Chicago. And um, Mr. Douglas is uh, one of the better wrestlers across the state. And uh, they'll be joined by the unseated Manchester Squires on, the, um, on their half of the bracket. On the uh, other side of the bracket, then, the number two seed is Wabash. They uh, were very close with Centerville uh, for that two spot. I think it's a, uh, a group of three teams at the top who really stood out. I know that North Posey had a very, very good showing against um, some teams from all across the Midwest at the uh, Modern Day Holiday Classic. But uh, Wabash finishes as the uh, number two seed. They'll be joined by Prairie Heights, who jumps in as the seventh seed. Um, they were kind of on the outside looking in for me. As we were looking at this maybe two or three weeks ago, they pick up a big win against Adam Central at New Haven uh, a week or two ago. And um, they lost their streak, their conference streak of duels uh, against Eastside, but uh, still have a pretty good team, and we saw some good things from them at the Al Smith. So it's Wabash, Prairie Heights, and then Eastern. And Eastern's a really good uh, example of how much one wrestler might make a difference in 1A. Uh, they've got a couple of guys who have been out, one with a knee injury, I think, and uh, one of them is a ticket rounder. And when you take a ticket rounder out of a 1A team and replace them with a JV kid, that, that really makes a big difference. So like we said, Eastern was the five seed, or the, they finished in fifth last year. They're going to come into this tournament on Saturday unseated. Uh, a very tough matchup, I think, for Prairie Heights. Uh, I know that Wabash and Eastern have wrestled in uh, an individual tournament, and they're in the same regional together, so there's some familiarity there. But some very, very good individuals in that uh, quarter bracket for, for 1A. In the final quarter then, Centerville ends up the three seed. They will wrestle the six seed Southridge, who uh, Belmont wrestled in the 2A tournament last year. But because of the reclassification, they fall into 1A. And last year's champs, the Flying Jets from Adam Central, are the unseeded team in that pool. So that rounds out the 1A bracket. For those of you uh, following on NAMAT.com, uh, make mental notes of this. And, uh, Dane, uh, when will all this be published out so that uh, it'll be just posted on a website so well, everybody can see we'll it? We'll have everything up on a, on a thread on Indiana Matt, and uh, we'll go ahead and put the schedule as to who wrestles whom. Um, I'm trying to remember what the schedule is. The, the one, two, three, and four seeds will wrestle in the first round. Yes, they will wrestle the unseeded team in the first round. In the second round, the unseeded team versus the lower seated, lowest seeded team. Second round, third round will be the two seeded teams wrestling. Right. So in the third round, which will start somewhere around noon or so, you'll see one versus eight, North Posey versus South Adams. Um, and so Adam Central will have the bye in that, in that third round. Mike, what uh, jumps out to you as, a, as matchups to watch out for? Man, uh, <clears throat> North Posey wrestled so well at modern day. Uh, and I know we kind of talked about it on the board, but they're going to be tough to beat. I was surprised to see Nathan Woman at 220, honestly. He started as a 113 as a freshman, 
that, that <laughs> I don't know if there's a bigger jump in the state than that. And he's undefeated, and he won the Modern Day Holiday Classic. So, yeah, I I, uh, I screenshotted that that team score where they finished eighth. Eighth or ninth, I think, is what they finished. I and six. I was sending it to everybody I knew. Sixth, right? Oh, it was sixth. It yeah, was that high. I had a Floyd Central and Portage. Yeah, and Portage was a top 20 team. Yeah. Um, and Floyd Central definitely has a good team this year. So a very, very good showing. Um, they scored, I'm trying to remember how many points they scored against Modern Day, but they won three or four matches against them. And if we look at some of the commons, you know, Avon lost to Modern Day 61 to 6. Yeah. And North Posey scored more points than that. And, and Avon is seated in the, in the 3A tournament. Yeah, I think, um, you know, right off the bat, you're going to have to, I mean, you're not going to have it right off the bat, but Tell City has a really good 152, and so does Attica and Jordan Douglas. Jordan Douglas was the East Chicago semi state champ last year, so I think uh, that that would be one I would be looking towards uh, just individually. But the individuals in this is going to be really important because the teams that can kind of get those big wins from their big dogs is going to really help. I mean, you never count out of Prairie Heights because Prairie Heights has done such a good job there. Yeah, and I've been really impressed with uh, North Posey's uh, Blake Zirkelbach at uh, 106 pounds, yep. 21 and 2. Uh, and like I said, North Posey has, I'm looking at their sheet now, they have uh, eight, 11 guys back from last year's team, which finished in third place. I think they lost to Prairie Heights in the semifinals. Um, they were runners-up the year before in 2018, and yeah, last year they finished third and beat Centerville. Tell City and Attica could be really – I mean, obviously, you did a great, great job. I mean, first, no one wants this job, and you're doing an amazing job. But uh, there's going to be two good one-on-sixes at Tell City and Attica. So you have um, – they said that the kid from Tell City, Coy, Coy Hammock, is a big 106. I think he was a semi-state kid last year. And then you also have uh, – I don't have it in front of me. The Attica 106. I think his only loss was at the Carnahan. Yeah, and that was, that was really their big result. And, you know, with some of these 1A teams – Scheduling comes into it a little bit because if we haven't seen a team beat anyone uh, that's of any caliber, it's really hard to place them. And I know that Attica's results at the Carnahan definitely played a role in them getting seated um, fifth like they did. Well, that wraps up uh, Class 1A. Ready to move on to Class 2A now, Dane? Um, are we going to send it back for ads or are we going to go straight through Let's the Let's go. Let's hit it. Okay, so just a couple more notes about uh, – 1A, um, like I said, Prairie Heights win over uh, Adams Central really played a role, and South Adams also had their head-to-head win over Adams Central. Um, but, you know, I think North Posey was the consensus number one, but if you look at some of their um, commons with some of these other teams, they beat Southridge 51-23. They beat Tell City 45-30. to So uh, that shows a little bit about how Tell City is this year. Um, and then Tell City and Southridge were very, very close. Uh, 36 to 33. And um, we'll put out this the disclaimer like we always do. We can only see them based on the results that are on there. And um, there were there were perpetrators in all three classes this year of, of teams that just didn't put any results out on Indiana Matt. And that does make it really difficult to, to, to put these teams into a spot. Um, I don't want to say that we punish teams for not putting their thing, their, their results out there, but it is difficult to put somebody up higher uh, than they should be or where they get put without knowing who they have in their lineup and, and, and who they've beaten. And, and I know that I spent some of my time Christmas Eve and Christmas Day inputting results for teams who 
didn't put their stuff on, and that and that makes it awfully difficult. Well, these are your lessons learned. I mean, if you want ranked, you need to get your data in there. And I think, like we've talked earlier with Indiana Matt, that's what some of the individuals have found out. Dads who want their kids ranked now, instead of sending messages, why didn't you rank my kid? They're making sure that their kid's profile has all of that stuff on there. So, And you know what? Some of it's gamesmanship, too. And we saw this, Joe and I saw this at the Al Smith. There's a five seed up for discussion. And the coach, all of a sudden, who was fighting for his kid to get the three... All of a sudden, he's, he's sitting back with a piece of pizza in his mouth waiting for the six seed to come back up because he doesn't want to be on the same side as the number one. And I think sometimes you see that with some of these teams too. They think they might get seated seventh or eighth, and they're thinking, well, I'll just take my shot at being unseated with no pressure, and maybe I'll end up on a different side of the bracket. You know, If they think North Posey is an absolute lock for the championship, nobody wants to be on their side of the bracket. Everybody wants to be on the other side. And so I think you see that sometimes too. So then uh, we're going to announce these on um, Indiana Matt later tonight. But uh, in 1A and 2A, the top 10 basically follow the seeds. But we do have uh, Bluffton are going to enter uh, or move up in the top 10 to number four overall. And uh, uh, really excited about this year's team from Fremont. That's kind of the fun th- part about this job now is we get to talk about some of these teams that we wouldn't have talked about before we did class rankings. But uh, I have Fremont moved into number eight. Uh, they have some really good results um, this year and have beaten several teams who are at the Team State event. And I know that that's kind of a, a, a star that they can, they can claim that they, even though they didn't get invited, they beat a, they beat a team from, uh, that's going to the Team State tournament. So all you uh, Class 2A schools ready to go here? I think so. Let me find my notes. Okay, in 2A, the number one overall seed is the Western Panthers, and uh, what an exciting tournament they had last year at Team State. Uh, the match between them and Wawasee goes into overtime in the last bout of the championship match. Whoever wins, wins a state title. Um, you don't see that happen very often where the two teams competing for a state title wrestle each other, whether it's an individual tournament. or. Um, but uh, Western is the number one seed. Uh, they will wrestle the eight seed West Vigo, who Belmont saw last year. And uh, Norwell, a team that I had ranked really high at the beginning of the year, um, haven't quite put their whole team together yet, I don't think. I know we talked about Tonner Johnson being back in the lineup. Um, They had a lot of guys back. I thought that maybe some of their holes would be filled a little bit better than they did with some backups, but uh, definitely some strong individuals. Uh, they've, they're going to have multiple guys at state. They, Kale Gray, like we said, yeah. is uh, ranked second at 220. Um, and they will have a very good duel with West Vigo. And Mike talked a little bit earlier about ranking guys. It's important for people to remember that, that rankings aren't predictions. That rankings have to be based on what people have done. And Mike may very well think that Kale Gray will beat um, the wrestler from North Montgomery, but there's criteria and there's things that have happened in the past where he needs to have them ranked number one. And it's important to remember that these are seeds based on previous results. And while I may think that, that Norwell may beat West Vigo, West Vigo has a little bit better, uh, you know, uh, um, result. Yeah. They have a better, uh, set of results than Norwell does right now. And Norwell has some head to head losses. And so they can't be seated. And I think that's the same, the same story with Adam central in one a, you know, they got beat by the number seven seed and the number eight seed head-to-head. So there's no way for them to get 
to get seated at that point. That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think that Adam Central comes back and reverses some of those matches, but that's kind of the way that it goes. So, Yeah, I'm sure no one wants to see Adam Central in their quarter bracket. Absolutely, yeah. Or Prairie Heights, two teams that have had a ton of success there. No one wants to get that draw. Correct. And I always joke with, with people who ask me about the role that I get to play in this. I enjoy Saturday probably uh, the least amount as anybody because every time somebody gets upset – then it comes back to, to me, and people are saying, well, you seated them lower than they should have been. Oh, yeah. So I end up having to root for all the favorites to win, or else it looks bad. So okay, I, go ahead. I, what, was, what was your record last year? I want number one. Oh, my, man. We only missed four matches in the, in the pool play. Um, which out was, of all classes. Uh, out of all, all, all three classes. Um, That's and, a pretty good day. And the, top, the 3A last year was, was incredible with, with how close those top four teams were. Uh-huh. Um, and so we didn't hit it right on the head. But um, I know there were a couple of years ago when Nick was still coaching at Brownsburg where I think it was Brownsburg's first year in the tournament. They hadn't qualified a couple of years before. And we came out and we put Brownsburg number two. And people were up in arms. How could you pick Brownsburg? They don't have any. And, you know, you kind of have to take a step back and realize what happened last year really doesn't have that much of an effect on this year. And we honestly wanted to put Brownsburg number one for part of that, that seating uh, meeting that we had, but um, Brownsburg came out and won that year, and not only beat I think it was Warren Central um, in the semifinals, but they ended up winning the whole tournament. Um, maybe I got my my teams wrong, but but now Brownsburg four years four and zero four state titles sixteen and zero in this event. They've never lost the duel at Team State. So, um, and the other pool on uh, that side of the bracket then will be Wawa C who won the tournament two years ago and were runners-up last year. They will wrestle Garrett, who are the uh, fifth seed. And then there's a Leo team um, who are – oh, Ike's going to come over here and check out the, the pool to see who, they, who Belmont wrestles. So he has to get to bed. But uh, Leo's a team who we had on the air a couple weeks ago, and, you know, they've only got 13 guys on the team. But they're beating some of these other teams that are qualifying. Um, they were at the North Montgomery Holiday Duels. And uh, if I look at my results, I remember that Leo uh, did beat North Montgomery 46-22 and uh, only lost to Columbia City 33-32. So they, when their matchups are correct and, and, and they have a team that, that lines up well with them, Leo can beat some of these teams. Um, but I think that Wawasee-Garrett duel will be very, very good. And those two teams saw each other uh, at the Al Smith uh, this past weekend. On the other side of the bracket then, the two seed is Oak Hill. Oak Hill and Western went uh, toe-to-toe at the Western Invite first weekend in December. That team score was, Rex, 252.5 to 252.5. <laughs> the two teams wrestled. I know there were some team points lost, I think, there. So Oak Hill technically beat Western in that individual duel. But uh, Western's going to go... Uh, in is the number one seed. Oak Hill, I believe, has won 53 or 54 duels in a row uh, as a program. They haven't lost since Team State in 1A three or four years ago. I'd have to check my notes. Oak Hill finished third place in 2017 in 1A. I believe they beat Adam Central in, uh, in one of those matches because Adam Central finished in sixth. But that was the last time that Oak Hill lost a duel meet. Wow. Um, so uh, a very, very strong program. They have um, a good core of guys back uh, with Hardcastle, Deadman, 
um, and a couple others. And uh, they have a very, very good dual team this year. And uh, Western and Oak Hill aren't going to stop competing Saturday. Remember, they're in the same sectional. Uh, I can't remember if they're in the same conference, but they're going to be competing for sectional, regional, uh, and a semi-state title most likely um, as we get into February. Coach Andrew King at Oak Hill uh, as one of the most intense coaches you'll find out there. Yeah, not, not a guy who you see uh, smiling a whole lot. A very, very serious coach, uh, I agree, but uh, definitely a, a program who has had some success in the last 10 years, um, and I'm excited to see what they can do now in the two-way tournament. The other seeded team in uh, their pool is Columbia City. Rex, we saw Columbia City in the opening night of the season. Uh, I saw them also wrestle against Adam Central. They won 11 out of 14 against Adam Central. Coach Blaine Culp, uh, you know, Columbia City, uh, 15 years ago, we're talking about Team State. Columbia City was one bonehead move away from wrestling in the state championship match of all classes. Uh, and then Blaine graduated, and, and, and the program kind of dropped down, and they were one of the one of the uh, lower teams in the NHC and then the NE8, but Blaine's been hired since at Columbia City. And uh, I, uh, their athletic director tweeted out something about the top 10 moments in Columbia City uh, sports. And I, all I replied with was hiring Blaine Culp as your, as your head coach. <laughs> he has brought that program uh, back up. I know there were a couple of years ago he got invited and um, – said his team wasn't ready, but I think his team is ready now. And I know that he's been spending a lot of time studying Western and Oak Hill as he kind of thought that uh, he might be seated uh, with one of those two teams. And I know that he's excited about that matchup. And uh, the other team in that pool making their first appearance at uh, Team State are the Jay County Patriots. Um, Their head coach is one of the members of our seating committee, Eric Myers. And uh, that program has come a long way. Uh, since he took over and um, has had a lot of success. They were the first team in uh, history two years ago to ever beat Adams Central and Belmont at a sectional. It had never been done before. Uh, they were very competitive in the ACAC the last couple of years. Down a little bit this year, um, but uh, still a team with some very good individuals. And I know Mason Winter um, will uh, impress a lot of people Saturday at the Coliseum. And the final uh, pairing then... That leaves Belmont as the number three seed. They have beaten, as I look into our notes now, Belmont has beaten Norwell, Columbia City, Leo, Garrett, and Jay County. So five of the other 11 teams in this tournament. Uh, They are seeded third. Edgewood is going to be the sixth seed and kind of an interesting dynamic there for Belmont because Edgewood has beaten Belmont each of the last two years at Team State. Um, As we look at... uh, I also thought it was interesting uh, Belmont and uh, Edgewood had to be voted in to this year's tournament. Belmont won the first vote. They did not qualify automatically. Garrett won the second vote. And uh, Culver Military actually qualified automatically from the north. Um, or maybe they were an automatic. I can't remember if which, which spot they got. But Culver Military was in the tournament. Then they had some guys move away. And they declined their invite. And that actually pushed Edgewood into the tournament. So if Culver Military doesn't decline their invite, Edgewood doesn't even get into the tournament. Um, head coach Greg Ratliff is the coach of, uh, there is the president of the Coaches Association. And I know he and I are both on the committee to vote teams in, but we both had to abstain with me working at Belmont and him being the head coach of Edgewood. But uh, both teams make it in, and that's going to be a very entertaining duel. I will tell uh, 
Belmont fans that I, I have seen Edgewood's results, obviously, and I don't think Edgewood has wrestled uh, a wrestler at 220 or 285 this year so far. Um, so an interesting dynamic for Belmont as uh, they have some inexperienced uh, wrestlers at those two classes. So that may, might play an edge for, uh, for the Braves. And then the final team there in the tournament is North Montgomery, um, a team that's had a lot of success at this tournament, but this year just hasn't been their year. I know that on a lot of the events that they've entered, they've had three or four forfeits, um, and I think that's probably going to be the case on Saturday, although I think they may be down to just two forfeits um, on Saturday. But uh, Belmont has seen both Edgewood and North Montgomery twice at least in the last three years. So that rounds out the uh, Class 2A uh, draw and uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break and we're going to send it back to the studio and we'll come back with the big boys as the class 3A will be drawn so we'll be back with more wrestling pairings right after these messages Independently owned and operated Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home located in the heart of downtown Decatur has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek Special Edition as we're simulcasting with IndianaMatt.com. Rex Brewer along with Dane Filling, joined by the IndianaMatt.com guys, Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser. And we've had draws for the uh, 1A and 2A team state rankings for this weekend and now it's time for the big boys and uh, Dane this is probably one of the harder ones to uh, to seed because some of these teams are just so incredibly strong it's really tough to determine how these guys are going to get ranked and what's going to happen. It is and and you know the, the nice thing at least is you've got a little bit more knowledge about who these guys are and you've seen almost all of them wrestle before um, and in 3A it helps a little bit because there are more common opponents than in 1A 
sometimes you get some of those 1A teams from the south or from the north who they're nowhere close to each other. Um, and you really, uh, Southridge was one of those teams this year where it was really hard to tell other than uh, that they were close to Tell City. But we really didn't know how good Tell City was in a lot of ways until this past weekend. So uh, it is nice that they have some, some crossover um, and common opponents. So in 3A this year, uh, the teams alphabetically are Avon and Brownsburg, Carmel and Carroll, Columbus East, Modern Day and Cathedral, Mishawaka and Penn, Perry Meridian, Ron Colley, and Warren Central. Uh, as has been the case every year of this tournament, Maryville decided to decline their invite. Uh, Coach Maldonado just has not um, gotten around, I guess, to to accepting. And I know, Mike, you've got a little bit of insight there. I know that Maryville, I think, I've heard before that they just don't wrestle over the holidays. Well, they were at the Al Smith. But, they, but then they got moved into the Al Smith. So. Um, I think it's just a scheduling thing. They can't add something to their schedule because they, they have the things. They have their own thing. They have Al Smith. They go to this thing in Illinois. So I, I think it's just uh, they don't want to bump something out of their lineup to accept it, especially if, if they're not sure they're going to be in every year. But they have been in every year. So. And I think they've, I think they've qualified every year, I yeah. believe. So, and Crown Point was another team, too, that I don't believe uh, they didn't actually get voted in. But now that we've seen Crown Point's lineup, it's kind of like, holy yeah. cow, how, yeah. do, how do we not get Crown Point in there? Well, I think they were in for the vote-in, but they withdrew their name, right? That's right. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, they're, they're going to be – I would put money in that they're going to be there next year since they have about nine really good freshmen. So it, with <laughs> From the, all over the country. <laughs> with the way that it turned out, Maryville uh, declined their invite – and uh, that gave Avon the automatic berth, which left uh, the following schools eligible for the final two spots. And like Mike said, Crown Point withdrew their name. They knew they weren't going to accept, so they didn't want to be included in the discussion because it would have been a waste of our time. But Portage, Penn, Mishawaka, Bloomington South, Mount Vernon, Fortville, Chesterton, and Hobart were the teams that were involved. Uh, the final uh, votes, Avon won the first vote. And then uh, Mishawaka won the last spot. I know, Mike, you and I had a lot of discussion about some of the region teams that were involved in that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it ended up being uh, Avon and Mishawaka. And then uh, I believe Hobart was the alternate team to get into the tournament. I know Coach Cook, uh, I talked to him about it. They're pretty excited. I think they think they have a really good chance to get in next year. And they said they'll accept whenever you guys want them. Yeah, and I, I – I, um, I know I voted for, for Hobart over Mishawaka. Uh, that's no slight to Coach Sandifer, but I just thought that Hobart had a little bit more uh, coming back. But uh, it's, it's part of the fun, you yeah. know. And the nice thing about it is now that we're at 12 teams, I don't think we're missing the champion. No. Going between 12th and 13th. But we still have some discussion about, about who's going to, to add the most to the event and still give teams a good duel. And we were talking about this earlier. This event isn't just to determine who the champion is. This event is for the ninth place team in 3A to get three or four good duels uh, and for everybody to have a good set of duels and not just, you know, that's why it's not a one and you're done type of event um, so that all of those teams get good duels. You guys added an extra uh, duel, correct? There's like, a, isn't there another one that yes. you wrestled? Yes. So in the, in the schedule now, the ninth and 10th and 11th and 12th place teams, instead of wrestling Three matches will wrestle four times, I believe. Which is really good for guys that want to get those matches in. Yep. Okay, Rex, are you ready to uh, announce it, the... Uh, let's throw it up there and have the draw. Pairings. 
We're looking at the live screen here that Joe has purchased for this week. <laughs> so the number one seed overall, and I know there's a lot of discussion about the top three. The top three kind of stood out. Uh, the way it, it uh, comes out, Indianapolis Cathedral is the number one overall seed. Evansville Modern Day is right behind them in the number two. And the four-time defending champs, Brownsburg, are the number three seed. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that no one besides those three is going to win this event. <laughs> That's my prediction. Uh, I might be wrong. Warren Central and Perry Meridian have very strong teams. But I think the three teams at the top really set themselves off. And when we start going through this, and myself and the others on the committee, we get the teams written on our, on our, on our paper here. And then as the head-to-head matches come in, we add them. And as, as the um, common opponents come in, we add them also. And then we start pairing these teams up into, into groups. And Cathedral, Modern Day, and Brownsburg were in the top group the entire year. And as soon as Cathedral beat Warren Central 32-23, Warren Central kind of locked into that number four spot. And then they were in their own group that Warren Central really wasn't going to move off of that because of the results. So let's take a closer look at the, uh, at the groups there. Indianapolis Cathedral, the number one, the number eight seed is going to be Ron Colley. And Columbus East is the unseeded team. Columbus East had a lot of uh, wrestlers graduate last year, but still has a pretty decent dual team. Um, an interesting uh, match, I think, between Ron Colley and Cathedral. Obviously, two uh, Two schools from the same from the same city that know each other very very well, um, from the same area. Now they did not wrestle. Uh, correct, Ron Colley does not wrestle at the city championships. Ron Colley goes to the to Marion the, County to the Marion County tournament and uh, Cathedral, with their original location being inside the city limits, they still wrestle uh, in the city tournament. So they haven't seen each other yet this year, but um, I think that Ron Colley Columbus East duel will also be a very good one. We saw Columbus East at uh, the Al Smith last week. On the same side of the bracket, then, the 4-5 matchup will be between Warren Central and Perry Meridian. Those two teams wrestled in the Marion County Tournament, and Warren Central was first while Perry Meridian finished in second. Uh, A little bit of change in Perry Meridian's lineup since then, which I think will make them more competitive. We saw Matt Kuntz, and we talked about him and uh, Kyle Lawson's weight class at 138. But uh, I think that will be a very good duel between those two teams. And then... um, Joe's Carroll Chargers are the unseeded team in that bracket. Um, Joe, what's your uh, opinion of that pool? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. <laughs> you know, both, both those teams are well coached and bring a lot of studs there. We saw a few of the primary reading kids this past weekend, so we know, we'll know a little bit of what we're going to see, but uh, definitely going to be uh, a tough, tough road to hoe, but we're going to go after it and wrestle our guys and see what happens. Now on the other side of the bracket then, Modern Day is the number two seed, and they will wrestle the number seven seed, Avon. As we mentioned earlier, Modern Day and Avon did wrestle a duel earlier in the year. Uh, we kind of lucked out this year as, a, as the seeding committee. There were very few rematches in pool um, action, uh, but this is one of them, unfortunately. At some point, it, it, it can't be avoided. Uh, somebody has to wrestle uh, <coughs> another team. Uh, a second time, but that's kind of how it goes. Um, so Avon's the seventh seed, and Mishawaka ends up the uh, the unseeded team in that in that pool. And then finally, in the fourth uh, quarter bracket, there Brownsburg is the number three seed. They will wrestle uh, Coach Pendoski's Greyhounds from Carmel at uh, the number six seed. 
and then Penn, one of just, uh, what is it, four teams uh, who have qualified for Team State all eight years. That has been um, Adam Central in 1A, Perry, Penn, and Modern Day. They're the only four teams who have qualified for all, all eight tournaments. So that rounds out the Class 3A, and I, I know that uh, Joe will have that up on the website. So that rounds out uh, all of our draws for Class 1, 2, and 3A. And with that, that ends the third period section, and we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of message and come back for the overtime session. We'll be back with uh, more wrestling talk right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex along with Dane Filling, as usual, and uh, our special guest still with us, which is uh, Joe Caprino and Matt Reiser, uh, Mike Reiser from the IndianaMat.com. Got my mats and my mics back up there. But uh, we're back in the overtime session, and one thing Dane's going to talk about is go over the schedule for WZBD for this week, and then we're going to hit some podium pickers where they're going to ask some tough questions for the three of us guys who are on the left-hand side of the table. And just a little bit more information, Rex, uh, before we get to uh, WZBD's broadcast schedule. Uh, like we said, the tournament will start on Saturday at the Coliseum at 9 o'clock. They're looking to wrestle three rounds in the morning. And then uh, from there, uh, for those of uh, listening that are unfamiliar with the format, the team who wins the pool... Uh, those four teams will wrestle for first through fourth, and the teams who get second place in their pool will wrestle for fifth through eighth, and then the, the teams who go 0-2 will, uh, will finish uh, for ninth through twelfth place, and they expect the semifinals to start around 2 o'clock and the finals to take place at 4. It's a new setup now, so when you walked in the doors, on the left there used to be a full set of bleachers, 
And then on the right, they'd had, they had double mats for 3A. And then on the left-hand side for 1A and 2A, there was just one mat down the middle. They've changed that now. They're going to have nine mats side-by-side, side, double. So two-by-nine is going to be the setup all the way across the middle with the wrestlers and the benches in between. So there will be a much smaller set of bleachers on the, what I consider the far side um, of, the, uh, of the expo hall. But uh, I know that they spent the day today setting up, or is that tomorrow? I'm trying to remember. I know there were lots of area coaches taking mats there and getting them set up, but uh, a little bit different setup this year. But I think they listened to some of the concerns from coaches, from parents, from fans, and uh, tried to make some changes. So I'm excited about what that's going to look like. Well, I think by putting the double nines down through the middle, that puts everybody a little bit closer to the action. I know that we've had trouble in the past covering matches that uh, are at the far end of the expo hall. We could not see them from our vantage point. Instead of picking up and moving, uh, it was easier just to kind of use binoculars. But uh, if you take those and put them in double rows of nine, that will bring those teams from far right or far left more towards the center of the bat. And the only bad thing about this event and this tournament, and Mike and I have talked about this before, you can't watch everything. And there's, you know, you'd almost have to have a video board with a, with a master controller at the top who was cutting in and out of matches to watch because you can't. It, it, there's times where you're watching your match on 2A or 1A and all of a sudden somebody says, hey, there's two state champs wrestling over there on mat two. And you run over there to watch it and then you've missed three bouts over on your, on your own duel. So it's one of those things where you just kind of have to sit back and take everything in. If you're a fan of one of the teams, you sit and watch your team. And, uh, you know, you'll have that buy in the first three rounds to go watch someone else. But uh, I know there'll be a lot of posts on Indiana Matt, Joe, about, about the, this is, these are the matchups that you're going to see. This is one versus two. It's going to happen during this round. So uh, you'll have to look for all of that information on, on Indiana Matt in the next couple of days. And I kind of alluded a little bit, uh, WZBD may be a little bit closer to the action on Saturday. We're still trying to work on that to get maybe uh, some on-mat broadcasting. So we'll see how that goes for Saturday. But uh, a couple of days here to get that wrapped up and ready to go into the uh, schedule for WZBD for this week. Yeah, so uh, tomorrow, which is Thursday, we've got Purdue basketball at 7 o'clock, pregame at 6. That's Minnesota at Purdue. On Friday, then, we have uh, high school basketball, boys basketball, South Adams, an inter- intra-county uh, matchup with the uh, Belmont Braves. South Adams comes in 4-2, and two, Belmont now 6-3. and three. Coverage will start around 7.30 for tip-off there. And then on Saturday, uh, listen for Matt Conversay's show somewhere around 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, and then uh, Team State will take place all day. And uh, then the Pacers are on at 7.30 against the Hawks. And then on Sunday, we have more Purdue basketball. 8 o'clock tip-off with a 7 o'clock pregame. On Monday, you can hear the Matt Painter show here on WZBD at 6.05, followed by the Pacers as they play the Hornets. And then next Tuesday, Rex, after we get through all of this Team State stuff, we've still got lots of duels left between our county schools. And uh, our next show is not going to be at the Double Eagle, but it's going to be at Bluffton High School. On a road show, taking it on a road. And uh, Belmont will wrestle Bluffton in a duel. Uh, for the first time, and I'd have to check my notes here in the back of our uh, media guide, but it's been a while, but uh, a very entertaining duel between um, the Braves and the Tigers, and uh, Bluffton's going to have an opportunity to show what they're all about, even though they didn't get invited to Team State. They may take a look at where Belmont finished and say, hey, these guys finished in this place, and now we're going to take a shot at them. You know, we had Ben Sprunger on a couple weeks ago, and he was our first guest, and uh, He's looking forward to the opportunity to wrestle against the Braves again. It's been a while since uh, they've 
wrestled him, I know, since uh, before he was the coach here, but uh, he's looking to uh, put a pretty good team out against the Braves this year. And uh, I'm trying to find the last uh, time that we've that Belmont has wrestled Bluffton. Uh, I don't know if they ever have, Rex. I'm looking here, and it doesn't say when the first meeting was, which is generally what's on here for well, series. Bluffton came into the, the Super Duel. Uh, oh, that's right. A few years. You know what? The Bluffton Duel was added at the end of the – and just in the last week. That's mm-hmm. why it's not in the media guide as yep. us having wrestled them. Yep, there was a time when uh, – when uh, Mr. Razzo was the head coach of the Bluffton Tigers, that they came to the, the main event at the Belmont yep. Super Duel. That's when the last time they wrestled each other. So as we move into uh, podium pickers, uh, last week I have Rex's picks, and Rex, you picked seven Al Smith <sighs> champs correctly. That's not a terrible... And in a couple of those weight class I mix, missed the guy who I picked to win it took second. Yes, you were very close, and I think I think you had four champs finish runner-up. So a very respectable performance. That puts your record now at 9-2, and two, and you picked seven out of 14 champs, uh, while AJ is still 0-1. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he went home and went to bed already. Oh, okay. Well, that's how it goes. Uh, so I guess for podium pickers this, year, this week, we are going to go ahead and have you and Mike both pick your winners for and runner-up for 1A, 2A, and 3A. And since Joe is a participant in the 3A tournament as a coach, he's going to pick his winner and runner-up for just 1A and 2A. So let's start with the 1A discussion, and we've got a little bit of time here on the show yet. We've got 10 minutes. Uh, Let's take a look at the 1A uh, pairings. I don't know if we can put those back up on the screen, Joe. And they're back. There (laughs) they are. Nice job, Nick. So North (laughs) Posey is the one seed, Wabash the two. On the other side, uh, Centerville, the three, Tell City and Attica, four and five. Rex, we'll let you go first for 1A. Who do you see winning and finishing second? You know, you've talked about a lot about North Posey, and I've, I've heard you talk about some of the kids that have on our team. pretty tough. They, they come in very, very strong. Um, I know that uh, Wabash has a pretty solid team with a couple of very good individuals. Um, South Adams, Adams Central, a little bit down this, this year. Don't know if they're going to be able to I compete with those guys, but uh, for the most part, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to take your advice since uh, you've ranked them number one. I'm going to stick with the North, North Posey Vikings. Okay, easy, and easy for me to say. We'll let the other two pick their champs, and we'll come back and pick runner-up. Joe, oh, you you probably didn't know they were the Vikings until you read that uh, graphic. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did, didn't know that. <laughs> uh, you know, North Posey really has done a great job with their program. That program five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, only had like a handful of kids on the team and they've just they've done a great job coaches there have done a great job uh can't remember their names offhand but they've done you know they, they keep plugging away and doing a great job so it's hard to pick against them right now uh, they look like you know modern day classic they're beating portage and uh franklin and all those teams they're wrestling with those guys so it's going to be a, a it's hard to pick against them okay and mike yeah i'm gonna go with north posey also i think that uh when you look at it, I think they just have too many horses in there. Um, they've done an amazing job. They, uh, the last couple of years, they've done a good job. I think when you have a guy like Wilman up top that you can kind of close out with, I mean, obviously they draw the, the weight out now, but you have a couple of guys spread through the lineup that are really good. So my champ's going to be North Posey Vikings also. And who are you going to pick on the other side of the bracket to finish in second? Man, see, that, that's the tough one because I think that, like, when you have guys like Prairie Heights and Adam Central in there who have done really well in this, it's tough. But I know that the Wabash Apaches have been really good. And I think that they have a lot of guys, like, just going towards, 
having individuals, they're really good at, you know, 120, 126, 113. So I'm going to go with Prairie Heights. Okay. Joe? Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I know, like, Wabash and Centerville kind of haven't rolled out their full lineups yet, and they kind of been inserting guys here and there, so it's kind of hard to tell. Ah, <clears throat> oh, geez. I like those Panthers, but I think Wabash, you know, they might, they're pretty solid top to bottom, so I think they might, and they have some pretty good guys, uh, lower weights, so that, I think that'll push them through to the finals against North Posey. You know, looking at last year's results, on this side of the bracket, you have Adam Central, who was first, Prairie Heights, who was second last year, Centerville, who was fourth, and Eastern, who were fifth. Uh, so some teams who have a lot of experience in, in this tournament, in this setup, and um, some coaches who know what they need to do to win these duels. But I, I think those teams have all graduated some really top wrestlers, and I think uh, I'm going to go with Joe and follow up with uh, Wabash coming in as the runner-ups on that uh, side of the bracket. Co- Cody Mole is the coach at North Posey, modern-day guy. Yep, there's a website for that. <laughs> there's a website for that. Yeah, all he had to do was look it up. I know, I did. <laughs> okay, let's move to two-way then. And Western and Oak Hill, the top two seeds in two-way. Uh, Belmont, the number three seed. Rex, uh, actually, we'll flip it around now. We'll send Mike first. Who's your champ in two-way? Does Western repeat? Uh, I think starting off, I'm going to go Western on this side, yeah. I think that uh, that Harrison result is really impressive to me. I got to see Harrison at the Tom Cameron. We did some live coverage there. And if you have uh, 24, 20, 28, 24 loss to Harrison, it's pretty good. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, Harrison's one of those teams from the Logansport Regional, and we, we talk bad about them sometimes, and they're not that strong. But, you know, we used to do that for the Peru Regional. And now, look, Western is the one seed. Wabash is the two – or uh, Oak Hill's the two seed. Wabash is the two seed, 1A. Some of those things have kind of, have kind of faded away. West Lafayette Harrison has a head-to-head win over Merrillville. Yeah. Uh, that, they're, not, they're not a team that, that – that has an inflated record or is overrated or anything like that. No. They are a legitimate top 12 or 13 and, team. And they the came down to the wire with Holbert. It came down to like the last match. And obviously we got to see the Shamrock brothers and it came down to Shamrock at 126. And I think that that was a good spot for them. But when it's coming down to the last match, you need a fall to win. It's pretty impressive. And if uh, Western's right there with those guys, and we, we kind of talked about it before Western has some real horses in there. Yeah. And I think uh, that, that what, what helped Western more than anything was that result against West Lafayette Harrison. Oh man, and, look and what, how close they were! Look what they did at Northmont this weekend. Champ at what? Champ at six. Uh, Champ at thirty-two. Yeah, it was kind of a weird setup. I thought at North Montgomery, I think Western ended up finishing in fifth place, but they only lost one duel, and that was to Warren Central. Yeah, and they never got to wrestle the teams who finished in second, third, and fourth place. Yeah, so a little bit different format there that didn't allow them maybe to place a little bit higher than we thought. But they definitely showed that they deserve that number one seed. I shouldn't have picked first. I, 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 now I got these guys convinced it's going to be Western. Too. <laughs> okay, so Joe, who's your champ at two A? Oh man, I, it's, this is going to come down to matchups. I, you know, I kind of kept my eye on this. Uh, it, you know, I, I think like like Garrett versus Belmont. You know, is a little bit of matchups. Uh, Belmont match up pretty well with Garrett. Uh, match up well on a few weights against some of the Garrett's better guys. Um, if they don't see each other, you know, they might have a chance at it. I'm, you know. Man, Oak Hill, I think, is probably a little bit better. I think they might match up a little bit better with the other teams. So they're, I'm going to go a little bit uh, off the cuff here and say Oak Hill comes with the championship. Okay, Rex? Uh, I'm going to make my Belmont fans mad here, but uh, 
I'm, I think Western's really strong in, in too many weight classes, and I know Belmont's got a few kids that uh, are wrestling varsity there, just need some more experience. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Western as my champion, and Belmont's gonna come in the other side of the bracket as a runner-up. Okay, Joe and Mike, your runner-up. I'll say Western's probably the runner-up. They're a little bit better than uh, I think they just too solid top to bottom for the other teams on the other part of the bracket. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Oak Hill. I'm gonna have the flip of Joe. I'm gonna have Western one and Oak Hill two. Sorry, I know we're in Belmont country here. I feel bad. That's okay. They don't know where we're at. We're still hiding. <laughs> well, the guys here know where we're at. <laughs> yeah, but the only guy that's worried is a six-pounder. I think he can take him. No way, man. <laughs> I, I watched him. He's a handful. <laughs> okay, and then on to the big boys at 3A. We have Cathedral as the number one seed, Modern Day the number two, and Brownsburg three. A lot of people think it's between those three. Maybe Warren Central has a shot to uh, play the upset role, maybe Perry Meridian. Uh, Rex, it's back to you. Who's your champ at 3A? Uh, I think the Fighting Irish of the Cathedral. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to touch them. They have too strong a dual meet team, so it's going to be a Cathedral as a champ on that side. Joe? Uh, I'm going to abstain from this. Oh, that's right. I, I, have a, I have a uh, vested interest in at least one of the teams. He there, said so. he's going with the Carroll Superchargers, man. <laughs> okay, we'll put it for, for first and second place. Yes, that, that's the goal. That's what, you know, you enter the tournament. We're not going. We're not trying to be fourth place. You know, and, and Nick actually picked uh, Mishawaka and Brownsburg one too. It's weird, and they're on the same <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who's your champ at 3A? Um, I think Modern Day is the, the most complete team. I think uh, – I, I kind of had a different – when I seeded it out, obviously I don't do the seedings, but I think Brownsburg Modern Day is going to be really good. It's, it's tough to go against Brownsburg with – they've never lost. They've never lost. Or, yeah. And I think Derek always finds a way, but I think this is the year that – with uh, Freeman going to 120, I think really solidifies that lineup. There's not a lot of teams that are just stacked, you know, 13 or 6 through – you know, eighty-two, ninety-five. So I'm going to go with uh, Evansville Modern Day as my champ. Do you see Cathedral making the final on the other side of the bracket, or do you think Warren Central or Perry comes through? You know, uh, obviously, I, I looked at this, and I didn't have the draws until I got here. So when you guys seen them, I seen them. Um, I actually thought Warren Central and Modern Day would have been a really good match. I, I had seven and seven Warren Central Modern Day, because I think just like Joe said, it comes down to matchups. I think it's going to be Cathedral coming on the other side now. But um, so I have Modern Day Cathedral, which pretty storied uh, – Programs there, both of them. It'll be a great 3A title match if it is. Rex, then you get to pick the uh, runner-up at 3A. I'd take Modern Day as the runner-up, winning the other bracket on the other side. Okay, flipping from Mike. Okay, very good. And I tell you what, guys, timing is everything. We've uh, wrapped this thing up just about two hours. Uh, the Hager Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly here at uh, Double Eagle and Cross Creek uh, finished in great time on our first half. The uh, the draws went very well. Um, I'd like to thank Matt.com for putting all the graphics up and running the simulcast. And as always, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors that uh, allow Dane and I to talk about wrestling each week for an hour. And uh, I'd like to thank Joe and everybody for help putting up as a podcast so that uh, everybody can listen to our show uh, over and over again. And I'd like to embarrass myself. I listen to my own podcast multiple times. So. <laughs> yeah, I listen to it too, man. You guys do a great job. And a big shout-out to uh, the Double Eagle and to Cross Creek and Shane Cobble and everybody that uh, allowed us to host out here in this uh, this facility. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks, Rex, 
the following Tuesday after Belmont wrestles Bluffton, we'll be back up at the Double Eagle. And I'd like to thank the 19 people that showed up because we, had, we were at 16. I saw three other people sneak in. So yeah, new record. We, we, we'll break 21 of these weekends. But uh, I'd like to thank Double Eagle, and they'll have that uh, drink special on chicken enchiladas next time we're here at the Double Eagle, and that, that'll bring them in. So. I was trying to get that uh, New Year's steak that you guys were talking about last week. <laughs> can you mail me a New Year's steak to the region? Yeah, can I get that for the road? So with that, uh, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Haggard Scepter and Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly. And I'd like to thank everybody that uh, helped put this together. Dave Nathan here, who's uh, kind of ran the board here. Nick, who ran it for Matt.com. And Steve Gagel running the board for us back to the studio. And with that, this week's episode is over. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you in two- next week.